Good afternoon, and welcome to an episode of Effort. I'm doing a podcast. I'm Curtis Harris. It's Wednesday, and I've been curious about some of the news that have been popping up over the past couple of days, and I'm going to give my take on a little bit of it. Uh, WD superstar Daniel Bryan, apparently it's not a work. Apparently this whole storyline where he's heading off to Raw, or where he fought Roman Reigns, only to get beat by Roman Reigns, and he's headed off to Raw, possibly. Well, it was confirmed yesterday that his contract really is ending, or really did end, with his loss at SmackDown, which has a lot of people asking the question, where's he going to go? If this is legit, where is he going to go? And one of the questions that's popped up from a few people that I've been talking to and a lot of the discussions I see on Twitter has been, so is he going to AEW? The possibilities of Daniel Bryan being a free agent and able to actually go elsewhere is a great deal. It's a huge deal. It would be an amazing get for Tony Khan to have to be able to fulfill Daniel Bryan's ability to go outside of his forbidden door and end up in New Japan. Getting to do a lot of greatest hits for him because he's, from what I've heard, not planning on returning. I mean, his neck is not in the greatest shape. And he wants to get as many matches as possible. And I'm all for that. I would love to see that. One of the things that the whole situation with AEW is that it has opened up the forbidden door. Before AEW came along and many thought it was just a gimmick that was going to die out in a year. Jim Cornette. And it's not. This is legit. It's going to stay. It kills me when I see wrestling critics or even journalists, so-called journalists, who hate this style of wrestling and who hate any wrestlers associated with it. Or maybe not so much hate, but they do have the ones that they totally hate. It's very funny to me and sad that you have a wrestling journalist with a huge platform who's able to tell everything about his knowledge of wrestling. And he devotes it to continuing to hate a person because they wrestled a mannequin so many years ago. But they're doing great things now. But let's focus on the bad part because I want you to get festered and hate like I do. I've learned over the years that hating like that is not doing anybody any good. It doesn't build anything. You who you pretty much give what you get. If your whole base is talking shit about the new wrestling style, but you're avoiding a wrestling brand that's creativity is in the shitter, you're an idiot. Plain and simple. There's the fact that you can get mad at a tag team just because they were expensive shoes, but yet, You're not getting mad at 
creativity, taking a good tag team and breaking them up because the boss doesn't like stables. And it's ridiculous. It's even with the whole women women wrestling right now. I love women wrestling. I think that he has evolved into something that is great and it will continue to grow. What I don't like is so-called wrestling fans bashing women online just because they think in their own misogynistic, egotistical head that women don't deserve to wrestle or they don't deserve to have matches that are the same level as the men. Britt Baker and Thunder Rosa put on one hell of a match a few months ago and you have people who still go eh, I don't like that I don't like the fact that they're doing the same thing that men do when they're wrestling in a hardcore type match women shouldn't wrestle like that people who sound like that and who say like that kind of thing who think that way that's on them but the fact that you have new wrestlers who are just new fans who are just coming up in the wrestling business and they happen to stumble on that shit you're creating another you you're creating another tone deaf idiot who can't see that the future is moving past his glory days or how he sees wrestling it's it's really sad um to end on the whole Daniel Bryan thing, I think it's great. I hope that we're going to see more soon. It would be awesome if this is the match, if, the, if this is the turn that brings CM Punk out. Daniel Bryan heading off the AEW or going wherever and heading down the AEW for a bit is the thing that brings Daniel Bryan out. Or, sorry, this is the thing that brings CM Punk out. I would love to see it. I think it would be great, and a lot of people just need to deal with wrestling moving. Wrestling's evolving, and it's moving better than what's happening over on WWE. For a brief second, I'm going to talk about this. I used to watch, with my own two eyes, WWE, Raw, and SmackDown on a regular basis. Then the pandemic happened, and that changed a lot of my time to even watch it. Um, I couldn't just throw on a DVR and sit down and watch three hours of Raw or five hours of SmackDown. That limited my time because of personal stuff that was going on. And I can tell you this much. And then at work, I'll put it this: at work. There was a wrestling guy, there was a friend who I'd talk to about wrestling occasionally, time to time, giving my hot takes on wrestling and what's coming up. And the pandemic happened, like I said. Shit got real in our world. And that fantasy world of what was happening on the wrestling show didn't matter real at all to me. I started moving my focus here. And yeah, I still watch wrestling. I still caught some good matches when advertised and when talked about. 
but I wasn't continually watching it. And I get that's what some people do, and that's them. But my love of watching a lot of WWE content started fading away because I started noticing I was seeing the same match week after week or they were taking a good wrestler and they were taking him off TV because in their eyes they had nothing to do with him. Meanwhile, they're pushing the crap that they're pushing. The past couple of weeks, I will tell you right now, Raw, everything that I've heard and seen about it has infuriated me. And I give my best to the people who have to watch it on a regular basis and report it. Because, Jesus, this stuff is hard to watch. A lot. This week was probably the biggest... No, I can't say the biggest. But it was one of the biggest slap in the faces to wrestling fans. And to the people who have to watch it over and over again. After releasing several wrestlers from the company... On Monday, WWE had a debut. Now I know this debut video was done in December, but for the wrestling fan that doesn't know that, this person debuted right now. Eva Marie debuted, or not debuted, Eva Marie put out a video. And the video looked like something out of Carl's Jr. All it needed was her eating a hamburger on a Corvette, like she was laying on the Corvette, all sultry and sexy. And while this would probably please Junior Samples, who can't get a woman, who's sitting at home on his couch at 9 o'clock at night, and, oh well, I'll handle it here, that might be great for them. That might be great for a, a little kids or something like that, or a teenager just discovering himself or whatever, or just discovering life. But... For an adult who knows, who's seen things in the business, who's heard about things that go on, this is a throwback to me. This is a throwback to the 1990s when sex sold. Is this the idea for Vince that he's going to put some woman on a Corvette who, as far as we really all know, can't fucking wrestle? And he's going to put her out there. But you've got real wrestlers like Mickey James, Chelsea Green, Molly Holly. And you're going to release those women. But you're going to prominently display Eva Marie because she was on Total Divas. And same show as the Brie and Nikki Bella. That's a reality move. They're hoping they can get the reality fans now because of that. And sadly, they're going to get the reality fans. They're going to probably give her the Money in the Bank title match. When it comes up, she's going to end up getting it. Or they're going to put her in an angle with Charlotte Flair, who will have the belt. And so, she gets to beat Charlotte Flair. And, ooh, that's going to give you Marie heat. No, that's going to make people throw their TVs out the window. 
That's what it's going to do. There's one thing about women being represented right, and there's one thing about showing women represented like it's in the past. This company has reportedly said that they don't, that women wrestling doesn't make money, which is why they haven't put out an Evolution 2 that would have been amazing for the women in the company to be put on display. Meanwhile, AEW Impact are showing you, and even NWA are showing you how you do women's in wrestling right. They're putting them on TV. They're putting them on. They're giving them matches. They're giving them representation and prominence. And it's great to see. And it's great to see AEW's storyline with the women, which wasn't that strong in the beginning, is getting stronger and stronger each day. And it's great to see. I just don't understand that company. I don't know why WWE continues to do this. And until they realize they need to move forward, they're going to be stuck with the same matches 17 weeks in a row. They're going to flip it and it'll be this tag team versus this other tag team. And while that might seem like, ooh, they're doing something new, it's the same old shit. The only wrestler that is getting any kind of new storylines in WWE that because he's controlling it is Roman Reigns. Roman and Paul are putting on a great show. Roman goes heel and honestly it's been the best thing that's happened to him. He is honestly my favorite wrestler in the company right now because he gives no fucks. He's a great heel. He's murking everybody including Daniel Bryan and I would love to see him grow. He's come a long way from being stuck in bullshit angles with Baron Corbin involving dog food and stupid ass children's jokes to where he is now. He's a good heel. And I would love to see him hold on the belt for five years. I don't give a fuck. Now there's one thing seeing the same match over and over again. But if you've got a heel who can't be beat because the shit that is in front of him on Raw and sometimes SmackDown isn't cooking or hitting at all, then give me Roman. Dude's awesome. Moving ahead, today I heard that we're going to see a possible Superman film. Yeah, I know. Warner Brothers putting out another Superman film. How original. But it's going to be a black superhero. It's going to be a black Superman. And while they're trying to backpedal on how his name is, because according to his name, apparently, it's going to be Kal-El. And technically, the Black Superman's name is Kal-El, too. Uh, so, in the comics. So, that's really nothing to start grabbing pitchforks and getting all upset about it all. But the people are getting upset because they don't like the fact, oh, a Black Superman, yada, 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 yada. Here they go, changing what we want. The people who say that need to start reading comics and realize that there has been a black Superman. And while he is relatively new, I want to say this black Superman was created a few years after Icon from Milestone Comics was created. And 
if it was up to me, just make an icon movie and bring in this black Superman character as a side part of it. But that's that's I'm not that's me that's on me. I'm personally not offended by the idea of a black Superman. I'm not offended by the idea that they're going to do a movie. But I am offended by the simple fact that DC Comics has milestone comics. And like Vince McMahon, they have stuck milestone comic characters in catering. Milestone comics, I'm planning on doing another episode on the whole milestone history uh, down the line in the future. But milestone comics was a rare thing at the time. It was an all-black superhero line. It had amazing artists behind it, amazing writers behind it. They told stories that were more relevant to the culture and still, to this day, relevant. They had Icon, who basically was a black conservative superhero. He had been around from, he's been around since the 1800s. He was a slave at one point. All his life, he's been in this character. He never changed. He could change his identity. He changed his shape, but he stuck with a black man. And he endured slavery. He endured all kinds of stuff. And yeah, he's still a black Republican, but uh, but not in the Candace Owens type way. But the whole story on Icon was pretty cool. They had a character called Hardware who was like a black Iron Man. They had kid called Static who was the most original character out there. He was just some electrified kid and he just dealing with things as a kid. The books were great and they had Blood Syndicate. Blood Syndicate was a gang. Straight up gang. They weren't heroes. They were more like anti-heroes but their stories were rich and the characters were very diverse and that is an episode in itself. The main point I'm trying to make is let the Black Superman storyline grow before you start bringing out pitchforks and hollering diversity and hollering here we go again. Because if we really want to go here we go again, we just need to get upset at the fact that Warner Brothers can't seem to push out anything in film unless it's Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman. And maybe Joker or Harlequin. And that's something that Warner Brothers one day may figure it out. I would love to see it because it would be awesome to see a crisis storyline happening in DC and film. And it's not just going to be about three superheroes dealing with a crisis, it'll be about the entire library of DC being used. It would be amazing. It would be almost the same level as in game to happen. But that's just me. But that's pretty much it for this episode of F it, I'm doing a podcast. I just thought I'd get a little things off my chest, talk about some current events, and I hope that you're all having a great day. Oh, oh my god, I totally forgot. Watch Bad Batch on Disney Plus. If you're a fan of that Star Wars animation storyline, you're probably already watching it. But for anyone who's new, like myself, who didn't give Clone Wars a chance and who watched what little of he, what he could of uh, Rebels, it's a solid show. 
there was some legit intensity in that show. The first episode is out. It's on Disney+. Plus. Check it out. And I think you'll enjoy it. But this concludes this episode of If I'm Doing a Podcast. I'm Curtis Harris. And we will talk again shortly.